Hey, have you heard about Anchor? You probably haven't heard about Anchor yet, so let me tell you about it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. You probably hear other people talk about how they make podcasts. If they say it's easy, they're crazy. All of their methods are really hard and complicated, but Anchor, super simple. First off, it's free. They have creation tools that let you make the podcast right from your phone. You don't even need a computer. This is 2019. Who uses computers anymore? Anchor distributes your podcast on all the other platforms. No need to go do all that complicated searching and hosting and posting. Hosting and posting. They do it for you. You can also make money from your podcast. Well, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now because you're listening to this ad. They've got everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. No need to search around all over the place. No need to go to 20 different sites. Just one. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bet you thought I was going to sing right here, didn't you? Are you looking for the hottest news out of the obstacle racing scene? Want to stay up to date on the freshest info, the latest podiums, and hear interviews with the who's who in OCR? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Well, some of that you'll find here. But we're not the media. This is not ORM, OCM, OCRM, ORCM. This is OCR Talk. Hello, this is Jason Dupree. And Anna Landry. This is episode number 13 of OCR Talk. Thank you for listening in. We've got an interesting episode today. We've got very, very little notes, as we usually have decent note-taking skills throughout the uh, course of the weeks. But I don't know. What's been going on the past couple weeks? Why have we slacked on that? There really hasn't been much going on. I've looked. Well, there's there's been stuff. There, I mean, we've been, got there, some yeah, there notes. have been events. Yeah, there have been events, but I mean, nothing like big, groundbreaking, earth-shattering news. Well, for myself, I was on vacation for a week. Yeah, and it's funny how much I feel like I like the. I think while I was gone, the the Euro OCR Championships was going on, and so I was kind of getting little glimpses rather than you know watching it all weekend. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was some coverage on that. That was, yeah, that was kind of nice. But there wasn't really anything like big and, yeah, nothing real big going on, like as far as stateside goes. But yeah, the Euro Championships. Right. That happened. And then they also had, uh, I think, a live feed out of a Spartan race in France, I believe. I don't know if it was their, it might have been their championships too. But yeah, I think most of what we are going to talk about is, you know, pretty much everybody else has already reported on it. That's another thing, though. We are, you know, it's been almost three weeks since we put out an episode. just about two weeks. And I hope that people understand, and I know we've said it in previous episodes before, but I I do hope that people understand where we're coming from, whereas other podcasts, they're, you know, most of them are doing a really great job of putting something out every week. And I've even been told by some of those people, you know, you got to be consistent if you want to find an audience. And... Honestly, that's not necessarily we're not we're not trying to do this to like make a great big name for ourselves. I mean, that would be nice, but 
I've got a full-time job. You've got a full-time job. We both have kids. I'm married. It's just, there's a lot going on that if I put my heart and soul into this as a once a week thing, especially doing the editing myself, it would take away from all these other things. So I'm trying to do my best to balance life and do as much and do everything that I can do a little bit of everything as I can. Yeah, it gets the balance gets hard because up until oh, okay, up until like maybe last week I was in grad school and I just had to kind of take a step away from that. As hard as it was for me to make that decision, I just ha- I kind of had to take a step away from that for a minute. Away from grad school? Yeah, it was there was just a lot going on <laughs> in my life, I felt like and it and you know, I kind of get got that overwhelming feeling like oh my gosh, when do I ever sleep? (laughs) Like, when do I ever find the time to breathe? Like, you know, between the job and the kids and the training and the, and the grad school and the reading for grad school and papers and everything, like it got, it's very overwhelming. (laughs) So some things you just have to prioritize and figure out if anything can give. And we've talked before about what, you know, people that burn out of OCR and that's a big part of it is you you end up getting involved in too many things. And when you get super deep in OCR, it's just another one of those things that it pulls away from everything else. So if you get too deep without balancing it out, it messes up everything else. Really, honestly, right now, it's kind of like the lull of our season because it's there's nothing really too hot. Yeah, it's too hot to do anything. <laughs> Sid's the only one crazy enough to have it. No, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he really is. But I'm I'm super super hyped about it too. So I do have a lot of hobbies on top of OCR. Yeah, and you know that I fell in love with before before OCR, and I, I have to tell my wife all the time. I wish. Why can't I just do everything at the same time? Yeah. It would just make life so much easier if I could. Yeah. If I could create like three more of me, that would be ideal, but it's mm-hmm. just not happening. <laughs> now, race wise, you know, you said, you know, Sid's the only one crazy enough to do it. But this weekend, if you look at uh, the OCR Buddy app on this Saturday, there are a few other races out there. Conquer the Gauntlet is putting on a race in Iowa yes, this weekend. Iowa. Mm-hmm. And let me double check. The OCR Buddy app to remind myself what else is happening. Oh, there's a few. Oh, there's a tough, tough mutter. And we're going to talk about OCR Buddy a little bit later. But honestly, the coolest thing about this app is it really is the most. It is the most. It's the most comprehensive list. That's the word of... I was looking for. <laughs> that's why you have a lovely co-host. No, I'm kidding. Exactly. <laughs> it's the most comprehensive list of OCR events. Even trail runs, I think they have, right? They do have some. Uh, they, some. They probably don't have all trail runs yeah. because that would be impossible. That would be, probably, that would be a whole other list. But yeah, <laughs> it's probably the best source of um, OCR events that you can find as far as like if you're traveling and you want to see, hey, I'm going to be in this city next week. I wonder if there's any cool events that I can like jump into or something like that. That like, I think that's the coolest thing about it because you can like filter it and, or you can like take off the filters and completely see how many thousands of events there are going (laughs) on around everywhere. So yeah, it's really cool. And later in the episode, we're going to talk about a giveaway. So either stick around or, or fast forward. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, looking at this weekend, like I said, Battle OCR, there's a few different smaller races for sure. And then Conquer the Gauntlet and some Go Rucks, Green Beret Challenge, Rugged Maniac, Terrain Race. Let's see, where's Rugged Maniac? Rugged Maniac's in New York. Terrain Race is in Arizona. God, could you imagine doing a terrain race in Arizona with as hot as it is here in the South? <laughs> Oof, not so much. I mean, you were just on that <laughs> side of the country, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, man. Uh, Colorado, it, it's fu- so funny. Like, it could be on, at the very first day, it was 55 in the morning. But as soon as the sun comes out, it, it starts cooking you like, yeah. right away. And then Tough Mudder in New York as well. So there are definitely a few few races going on uh, with Battle being probably the furthest south mm-hmm. and maybe Arizona being the furthest west. So we are excited because, you know, it is race week for us with Battle happening in Louisiana. Yeah. And we're pretty, pretty pumped because and we I, I, you know, I get pretty excited for race week no matter what race it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this one's a little bit close to our heart being close to home. Where we grew up, well, not where you grew up, but you know what I mean. And, you know, people that we know putting it on and just the sheer challenge and magnitude of it in itself. So For sure. And it's going to be, oh, it's going to be such a good event. Those obstacles that Sid has been posting and everything, they've been, I mean, they've been busting their butts out there these past few weeks, getting the obstacles built, making sure everything's safe and making sure the experience is going to be good for the spectators and everything. It, it's going to be such a good event. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so pumped for it. And if you're listening and you haven't seen the pictures, there's a monkey bar rig that is 60 foot long and it's multiple levels. Like you think Spartans monkey bars where they're kind of up and down uh, it's a lot like that. So it's the big thick pipes and there's inclines, there's declines, there's multiple levels. It looks pretty intense. Yeah. It's probably the longest monkey bar rig you've ever done. Yeah. And and possibly a rest in the middle, which I I appreciate that more for the open waves. Like if they wanted to take it out, like leave it out and during the elite mm-hmm. heat and then t- put it back in later on, you know, maybe after the majority of the elites pass mm-hmm. through. I think that would be a cool idea. And during Warzone, I would def I definitely plan on doing that monkey bar at least once all the way yeah. through, even if they have a rest in the middle, just to see how yeah, it feels. Yeah, <laughs> at least once. Yeah, I think they they added a rest in the middle just because the rest of the obstacles are going to be pretty grip intensive. So oh, yeah. just thinking about how challenging the other obstacles are going to be for everybody else i think he just wanted to make sure he's not getting too crazy on the racers especially the people that there's going to be a lot of first timers out there that are this will be their first battle race like this will be their first experience with Sid's obstacles so you know i think a lot of the reputation is getting 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 its name out there kind of so Mm because there's a girl in i think new orleans down in new orleans area and i think she had a friend go do a spartan race up in ohio or something and somebody some random person had done a battle race last year or something like that and yeah they were saying how much fun they had like how unique the obstacles were and everything like that so it was just kind of a random moment you know like to do a spartan race up in ohio and be like oh yeah battle race is so much fun (laughs) that is cool and yeah i think about indian mud run you know think about how much their name has gotten out there just by having an obstacle at 
OCR World Championships and North American Championships. Right. And obviously their obstacle, you know, they did an awesome job of making that those floating walls two stories the way they did. Really yeah. cool. And I haven't been there to do that race, but sure, I'd love to go one day, but I surely know about it. Surely think about it whenever I think about all the obstacle races that are out there. It seems like Battle's getting its name out there. And, uh, you know, the years that Sid's been putting this effort in is uh, hopefully going to, you know, hopefully continue. Definitely paying off all the hard work is it's creating a positive, positive return. <laughs> what about, what else? Let's t- keep talking about the this weekend for a moment before we get into all the other stuff. We are running Warzone, and I'm going to have the OCR Talk flag out there so that we can, uh, you know, everybody can see where we, we got our stuff in the pit. And you're bringing, you're really bringing that inflatable pool? I'm really pool? bringing it. I'm really bringing it. I, I took a screenshot of it and I messaged it to Sid. I'm like, I just want to make sure we're still good with me setting this up at the war zone area, right? And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So I already messaged several people and I'm like, if you're running war zone, just bring a bag of ice and we'll just dump it in the kiddie pool and, you know, we'll have nice cold water at the end. <laughs> or, you know, if you want to jump in there, whatever. <laughs> Heck yeah, yeah, man. That's awesome. I kind of struggled to find like a big enough kiddie pool. I almost went really crazy and got like a really big one. But then I realized how expensive they got. And I was like, wow, that's kind of expensive just for just for to have a kiddie pool at a race. The rules haven't come out yet. And I think I think he said they're coming out. Yeah, tomorrow, they're either coming out possibly tonight or, or tomorrow. Tonight. So it's Tuesday now. Yeah. So they should be either coming out tonight or tomorrow. But generally what the what the rules have been, at least for Warzone, and I think he might be changing it up a little bit this year For um, since we're going to be the first heat to go off, is that it's going to be kind of like a toughest, a toughest format where we run the course and we don't necessarily have to do all the obstacles on our first lap. Yeah. So, but then all of our subsequent laps are going to, you know, we're going to have to do all the obstacles on the next lap and everything. Yeah, just a good way to space us out and get us ahead of the right. elites and get us out of their way. Now the bit. tricky thing is is I've I've never I've only done this one other time and I think and it was when it was when they first did the war zone heat in Mandeville um back in 16. And I'm not sure because I know there's a few people and I think it's mostly guys that are running war zone and elite. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out. I would imagine he wouldn't, he would either not be able to offer that this time or they would have to do their elite heat first and then, you know, you can keep right. Running because after. if you think about it, if they start with the elites, then they start a whole hour and a half or whatever it is after the rest of right. the war zone group, which is probably like, you know, a whole lap laps worth. I know the, the year that I did it, war zone and elite took all took off together. So that made a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. That's really the only way I could see that working out and being fair. But I don't know. We'll see. Because I could definitely see some people in the elite heat that are running Warzone and Elite that could probably get close to finishing on the podium in the elite heat and just not do multiple laps if if they didn't feel like it. You know, the guys field, of course, is going to be really stacked. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, some of these races that we've done with them have felt pretty small, but this one, like the buzz feels like it's going to be pretty legit and have yeah, a good crowd. It feels like there's a, there's a bigger energy going around. And I, I love the fact that we've got a pretty good group of people coming from Texas, coming to check us out. Yeah, I'm excited. Really excited to have, 
have some friends from out here coming coming along too. I bought myself, and I just got them in today, some of those little Spartan gloves that cover just like the little small portion oh, of your hand more. where you usually rip. Yeah. And I, I'm not a glove person. I've tried them in different instances, and I definitely you know agree with most people where there's nothing better than your hand for grip, wet or dry. And so I, I don't plan on using them unless mm-hmm. I tear my hands. Basically, it's going to be my giant Band-Aid if I do get a tear. Because once you get a tear, it's it's just horrible yeah. for the rest of the race. And that's what happened to me in New Orleans or in Mandeville last year. I tore my hands on the second lap, like worse than I ever have in my entire life. And I was just like, "It's I, I can't. There's no way. I'm just going to be miserable. You know, <laughs> obviously miserable is part of the game. But like more right. miserable than I wanted to be. So... I uh, ended up dropping out after one lap, one and a half laps, and I don't want to do that again. If I do happen to tear my hands, then I I feel like I'm ready. These things are kind of cool. They're made out of neoprene. They don't go over your thumb. It's just around your fingers. You know, they feel like they they fit on pretty good. Like, I think I probably could have went with a large because my hands are like right on the verge of being in between medium and large. Uh, So they're a little snug. Yeah, I think you probably want them to be a little snug. I don't have I don't have a pair of the Fit4 gloves, but I had um, a pair of the bare hand gloves whenever I was doing a little bit more with like weights and lifting and everything. And those I ordered in a small and they did feel a little snug on my hand. I liked the fact that they covered, you know, just the my four fingers and everything, but they did slide around a little bit. So with the Fit4 gloves, I noticed that they had the option of the one that they have that wraps around your wrist. And I really liked that one. I had tried that one on at a Spartan race before, and I really liked how it felt because it just felt more secure. Okay. And it kind of gave you like that wrist support that you might need sometime. Yeah. Hopefully those work out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to give it a shot and, you know, I'll do everything I can to be careful with my hands because, you know, tearing them in an eight hour race <sighs> is no fun. Hot. But, and we've got a lot of, grip stuff and it's hot and those bars are going to be i think that's the worst part is the bars in the heat in the sun yeah that's what exactly. just like melts the skin it's be like hand. constant friction on every single lap and you really can't tape up your hands either because that doesn't that doesn't really work either so i've, I've got high hopes for these little things i i do also another thing i plan on doing the rest of it's all just up in the air just go slow and and stay steady but the other thing i plan on doing is taking some uh perform elite before you know before the race starts and then since it's supposed to last what like about six hours six to eight hours so i'm gonna try taking some more about 11 or 11 30 or so to to kind of get a, a boost at that last couple hours yeah i've been i've been tinkering a lot with my drinks that i usually yeah. use like i have my go-to hydration drinks that i usually use for like really long workouts or something like that so i've been kind of experimenting with those and then um the last race actually this is something cool that i've because i'm i'm an ambassador for for noon for noon hydration right and they periodically send out emails just containing just general information, little tidbits of, of advice that, you know, some of their elite athletes have to offer. And one of their endurance athletes um, had written an article about hyperhydration. And it was basically like the night before his race, he dissolved like 
four or five noon tablets in like eight ounces of water. Hmm. And, and he drank that the night before his race. And it was, it was almost like priming your body and like stocking up on everything your body's going to need and it's going to lose the next day, you know? Wow. And I, I actually tried that in Austin and like, I'm, I have to say before the super, and I have to say like, I really didn't feel dehydrated at all during that race at all. I didn't feel like a huge difference. It was, it was race day. So I didn't want to deviate too much yeah. from what I usually do from race day. Yeah. I have to say it didn't really, it didn't really negatively affect me. For sure. Well, that sounds very interesting, and I definitely won't try it this weekend because no. I'm trying something new. But <laughs> the cardinal rule of race day. <laughs> yeah, might try it before uh, my next long run. That would be cool. Yeah, especially in these hot months when you know you're going to be sweating just standing out there. Oh yeah, yeah, man, I go get on the trail like the second the sun comes up, and the only <sighs> the only reason I don't go before the sun comes up is because I don't want to step on a snake and not see it. You know. <laughs> Yeah, even getting on the trail, as soon as the sun comes up, it still gets hot so quick. Yeah. And I mean, the lows only get down to like, what, 78, 80, something like that. So it's not re- it's not like it's cooling down very much when the sun isn't up. <laughs> right. <laughs> this race, I plan on every time we cross water to lay down in it, <laughs> get, my, get my head cooled off for sure. Right. I don't know. That pond, that pond was a little deeper than they expected, I think. So really? I don't know how much of that pond we'll actually be trudging through. I don't think I don't think we'll be getting too deep into that pond. Well, hopefully there's plenty of creek crossings. Yeah, I think so, and hopefully they're not all dried up. Right. But I think there's going to be <laughs> Yeah, I think there I think that there's going to be plenty of water crossings. That'll make me say, real sad if I cross a creek a creek and it's all it's all It's sad. all dried up. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to watch out for snakes and banana spiders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the banana spiders are out yet. Mm. <laughs> I've heard the horse flies aren't as bad. Oh, that's good. I was listening to Mike Stefano's podcast just earlier, and uh, I, I've backed him on Patreon. So he, you know, they shout out everybody that's backed him on Patreon. So he calls my name each time. And last month, so they, for their Patreon backers or supporters, they put out a video that is only for those people. So, you know, you log in on the Patreon site and you can see it. And on the last video they asked, they said, what are some suggestions? You know, what, what should we do on these videos? Because they were just sitting around chatting about some stuff. And so I gave them some suggestions like play a game or run around this. The, like their their background of where they were looked real pretty. So I was like, I want to see more of that uh, landscape that y'all got. So in his episode that they released, uh, I guess today, or yeah, or yesterday, he said that uh, they he's got he's got some good ideas on what a game that they're gonna play. So I'm excited to see it. So if you do, if you haven't listened to the Obstacle Running Adventures podcast, you should because it's it's good. They cover lots of different types of events, and uh, him and his girlfriend Caitlin are pretty comical to listen to. Also, back them on Patreon. I mean, I back them for. Three bucks a month. I mean, it's nothing. You go spend that buying a coffee every day or more for some people. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, it'd be hilarious. This game. What's that game with a thing that you put in your mouth? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, what, is the, what is the name of that game? I'm like completely drawing a blank. But I don't know, we. But you could be referring to a lot of things. Well, no. 
<laughs> no, the, the the thing that you put in your mouth that keeps your oh. mouth open. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a, like a plastic piece there. You. This is a family show, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> that plastic thing that you put in your yeah, mouth and it keeps your mouth thing. wide open. Yes, yeah. Me and Daniel played that with the kids one night, and I about died laughing. Oh, really? It was hilarious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have videos for future Blackville purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should play that on one of their videos. That would be hilarious. Uh, what else uh, before we get into Eurochamps? Anything? I think that wraps up this weekend. I can't wait to see everybody. Everybody needs to like come and say hi or take a picture oh, yeah. with our OCR talk flag if we're not if we're out on the course somewhere or be like, hey, you're that lady. <laughs> <laughs> you're that girl that you're other, that other lady that other lady yeah uh if you see if you're out there please say hello to us and take a picture with the flag and tag us we're gonna be on course course all day hopefully so don't hesitate to grab us for a second we'll probably need the break but we'll also have i'll have tattoos so we'll have this those on us uh if you don't recognize us and I'm, are we going to have shirts? Do we know yet? I think they were looking into the shirts. Hopefully going to have uh, t-shirts, a, a few t-shirts to give away to a few people. Just got a, a first run just to try it out and see how they look. And if they're cool enough, then we'll make more. So obstacle racing world news wise, got a few interesting things. Of course, the Euro OCR championships was an interesting <laughs> yeah interesting dramatic made for some good news you know everybody was yeah. reporting on it for sure so just as a recap the biggest thing that happened was just that the short course that they had was so intense on the upper body grip strength hanging obstacles like basically rig after rig after rig that it was destroying everybody's hands i believe they said you you heard a different percentage from lots of different sources but anywhere from one and a half to 12% people finish. And zero females were able to finish the one of the rigs. It was like a multiple obstacle type of rig. That's that's pretty crazy. And I, I think it, you know, it's really brought back the question and the discussion of how hard is an obstacle race supposed to be or should it be? And of course, everybody's got different a different answer for that question. But I think it kind of brings it to more of a, a consensus area uh, or a, a better range than saying, oh, well, it should be either impossible or it should be super fun and easy. So people are kind of getting, I think, more on board with the same idea as it should be doable by some people, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing more and more people saying, you know, it should be at least completable by 50 to... 70% of the field or something like that. You know, you want you want at least the majority of the people to be able to do it. Right. Because you want it to be challenging, but you don't yeah. want it to be next to impossible. You want you don't want it to be so hard that nobody's having a good time. You want exactly. people to enjoy the race. I mean, that's a big part of what we do is we go out to these races because they're fun. They are challenging, but if you, it's, it's next to impossible, then... What's the challenge? The challenge is that you, nobody can do it. I mean, yeah, and even the elite athletes, I think they get they get that it needs to be challenging for them as well. But they like the challenge, but they also have to enjoy it. Like they, it can't be so challenging that it's just 
frustrating for them. Because even though it challenges their skills, if they can't do it on more than one attempt, it's just not going to be fun anymore. A race like Conquer the Gauntlet has, you know, actually said, we want this race to be so hard that when you are able to accomplish it, you're ready for any other race. And that's cool. That's their thing. But when it comes to a championship race, people need to be able to do it or else you're not going to have any finishers. Like, did they even have a podium for the ladies on the short course? I don't know. I don't think so on the short (laughs) course. I don't know. But I I have been to a Conquer the Gauntlet where they didn't have like a third place female because they didn't have a third place female finisher with their belt. So... Not to say that it wasn't an enjoyable race, though. I had a blast. (laughs) I wasn't able to keep my belt because I kept slipping and falling on Stairway to Heaven because it was right after like a a water (laughs) obstacle or something like that. But, you know, it it is those challenging obstacles, though, that I see people doing it. So I know it's doable and it kind of pushes me to, you know, find different ways to train or train differently to where I can go out and do that obstacle whenever I try again. It might, I might not do it on my first try, but you know, I can go back and I can train some more and I can train differently and I can just hope that I'm more prepared the next time. Yeah, but it is doable and you see that, but if if zero women could finish it, how would you feel then? Yeah. If, if I was just bottlenecked at an obstacle because no one's finishing it that's not fun to me for those listening if you are interested in this topic go listen to i believe obstacle racing media interviewed john alvin and Mm -hmm. i want to say somebody else did too i know he made a a post himself like on his own blog where he does his own race recaps and whatnot uh he talked about it some more and I, i really like his perspective on it in just the fact that it 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 does need to be enjoyable and there does need to be a balance. He he did have some good takeaways and uh you know, he's one of the best in the world himself. So if if he's got some complaints then there's no reason why it shouldn't something about what he's saying is not uh, you know, it's not 100% false. I think it need also needs to the level of difficulty of the obstacles has to be conducive to the length that the course is going to be. But you know what I'm saying if you do have crazy obstacles like that and that's all it is is people waiting around for their forearms to to relax, what good is that what what is that how is that a race? Like if people are just if the majority of the the crowd is sitting at an obstacle for four hours because they need to rest, it's it's not really a race at that point. It's just mm-hmm. who can who can finally get through this obstacle uh, the soonest. So I don't know. Good thoughts from from him, and he had the uh, the whole issue of on the 15k course of they go by chip time because they had multiple waves of elites. But what I think happened was on the first day it was so crazy hard that he decided not you know he don't want to destroy his hands too bad, so he quit. But on the second day, the uh, they changed up the obstacles a little bit to make them easier. So while it was in the rule books about what to do there, it was, you know, the obstacles changed enough that it was more or less confusing while you're on it. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know that you had to swing on the rope. Instead, he just jumped down to the ground to climb it. Right. 
So I think that I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And we could look it up, but eh, we, we're a talk show. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And yeah, it, they the guy passed him because he was redoing that last obstacle yeah. and finished a you know half a second, not even ahead of him. Right. But chip time wise, he started after that guy, and so he was actually ahead of him by you know a fraction of a second, and uh, officially won. But turned it down because he's a class act kind of guy. Yeah. But so that was another cool thing, too, is I, I like that it brought up to the discussion. How should it be? Should it be gun time or should it be chip, chip time? time? So right. is it first across the finish line or is it what the chip reads? Yeah. And when you're doing a multi heat race, yeah, it's chip time makes the most sense. But and when it comes to the elites, why? Why is there that many? For, you know, the big official rate, like the 15K, like why were yeah. they not all in the same heat? I don't yeah. quite understand that. Me either. I mean, it might have been because that was more of a funneled course, maybe. Like maybe there weren't Possibly. as many lanes, not as much mountain running. I don't know. Yeah, they probably just didn't want obstacles backing up and everything. But I think that's a good, like we see that from uh, the OCR World Championships and the North American Championships. Even for the elites, they do multiple mm -hmm. ways for the short course because uh, it is so quick and fast. Yeah, and there's only so many people you can let go on a short on a shorter course because everybody's going to be yeah so without fast. backups happening. Right. Yeah, but on a long course, people will spread out more, so it's not as bad. Yeah, and it definitely like I think they've got it down right. Do the I like that format myself. Yeah, and on the short course, it's multiple ways. On the long course, it's everybody at once course if your elite crowd's getting too big then maybe we've got too many elites maybe not everybody's yeah. not elite all right i think we've said enough about the the euro championships you got anything else you want to say um i don't think so but i, I do want to say something positive about john albert i can't remember this, the other guy's name to save my life but i do want to say the sportsmanship of that they showed and like you know the splitting first place like they did i think that was that was just a real class act of them. As yeah. As like showing the sports sportsmanship and the spirit of, of the race. Right. Every once in a while we get some bad, bad eggs in this sport, but for the most right. part, it's it's a lot of that. A lot of good people. Yeah. And yeah, you know, you never hear about the good stuff, so I like to draw attention <laughs> to the good stuff. Spartan Race has put up their million dollar challenge to either to do, to win at Tahoe, the Greek trifecta weekend and iceland with the caveat that you have to also finish 100 miles in iceland and I, I i i know this has gotten a lot of controversy from people because it's like oh come on they're of course they're going to put in that 100 million uh, 100 miles to keep people from achieving it right have you listened to his joe DeSeno's interview with matt b davis I did. I did briefly. I didn't finish the whole interview, um, but I made it about halfway through. But I think okay. there's just it's it's just completely different events to train for, <laughs> you know. Like yes. one is an endurance race and the other is just a regular regular length Spartan race. And granted, I mean it's in a different country and all, and probably unknown territory. But that's what you do at Spartan races. And yeah. I don't know. I just think it. I'm not going to say that it's completely impossible because I know there's athletes out there that could probably do it. But mm -hmm. well, if you if finish listening to that episode and then see how you feel about it after that, because the knee jerk reaction, I think, is what most people had. 
But after listening to Joe DeSena talk about it, I think I've, I feel different about it. I see his perspective. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about a million dollars, it's a million dollars. I mean, it's not a small amount of money by any sense. You know, no obstacle race has ever put anything, you know, 10 times less than that is the highest that they've ever put up. So not only is that sheer amount of money one thing, but when he talks about how the insurance company who he has to go through to be able to do something like this would not allow him to do it unless he put in such a a crazy, uh, almost non-achievable thing in there. Yeah. Because they would have to pay it out if he if he didn't. Exactly. You know, they would definitely have to pay it out if they made it super easy. So that was another thing like that made it easier for him to actually make it an official thing. So I I get it. I can see why you have something like that because he's got his reasons. And if that's what the insurance company requires, then sure, why not? Because if somebody does have the the feat of winning all three of these challenges, then why not raise the bar a little bit higher? And shoot, we see a challenge like that, and I think we expect, yeah, that's awesome. Somebody's going to get that this year. Yeah. And we're kind of, I think we're just, we're kind of, we're kind of used to Ryan Atkins destroying right. everybody's challenges that they, you know, Tough yeah. Mudder puts out every year. Yeah, because toughest. nobody said that anybody could do 100 mile or what, 110 miles until he did it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to test some people as far as what they want to train for and what they're shooting for. And I think um, he's probably one of the athletes that I could see even coming close to probably doing that. It's going to be interesting to see if anybody really takes it on or it gets close, close enough to. And as, as Will Hicks said very well, very well put, he said, the only two people that are going to have a chance to do it are the two people that win Tahoe, the man and woman who win Tahoe. True. So you're going to have those two people and it's going to be like, <laughs> okay, they're the ones to watch Yeah. for the rest of the <laughs> rest of the year. Pretty much. So that that'll be interesting to see as well. But if so, what if nobody does it for five years and they keep that challenge out there? When it does happen eventually, it, it'll probably make it that much more awesome. Yeah, that people have been chasing it for you know such and such amount of time, and right. then finally somebody gets it. That would be really cool. And there's yeah. nothing nothing wrong with that. I think we're just in an age where we expect things so so quickly nowadays. Right. Instant gratification. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of Spartan, hmm. kinda. Kind of. The death race. The death race has come back and happened and looked what well, is it forty eight hours or is it more than that? I think so. I think it maybe it was a little bit more than that, maybe. You know, they call it a a death race and I I don't know enough about the old ones to say for sure, but I always thought that they were a little bit more of a you know, it's a point to point thing where you've got to do these different challenges along the way, but there is a finish line rather than a time stop. Right. I could be wrong about that, but that was always my, that's how I always, always looked at it as. Mm-hmm. This was not that for sure. <laughs> and it was a, you've got to stick it out to the end and you're a finisher rather than having a, obviously there was a winner, you know, the guy that did the best, but uh, there were people that finished right. the whole thing. Yeah. And here's here's my problem with it. It felt it, it's it's a lot like a hurricane heat or an agogi, mm-hmm. where it's if you fail this challenge, you're out. Like yeah. you have to be able to make it all the way to the end. 
So it's more a battle of attrition, as they say, instead of an actual race. Like in a race, doesn't matter how poorly people uh, compete or how slow they go. Somebody's going to be the first one across the finish line. Right. This is not that. And that's why I don't like it. This is more of like a test of grit. Yes. And I say I don't like it. And, you know, if people want to bash me for that, whatever. Um, That's my opinion of it. It's not an event that I want to ever do. I don't like, I wouldn't, I don't want to do an agogi. I don't want to do a hurricane heat. I am the guy who signed up for an ROTC because I like doing the the physical training and the obstacle course in ROTC, mm-hmm. but I didn't like being told what to do. I didn't <laughs> like I didn't like uh, having to dress up in you know certain outfits, and I didn't like having to do um, drills where you know there it's just people shouting at you. Yeah. So that's me. That's where I come from. I like a you tell me what I got to do, and I'll I'll take care of it. Yeah. But whenever it's a Get in the mud and do a burpee, you know, while this, while I'm shouting at your face. I don't know, whatever kind of crazy yeah. stuff they did. So I didn't. <laughs> There's something for everyone, though. It this is see this is this is kind of what I like about this sport because there's so many different dynamic aspects about OCR, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, we run the obstacle races and their physical obstacles, but you know something like that, it's completely a mental game, and it's completely about what to see what you're made of and there's 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 something for everyone like if some people that's what they like to do they like the go rucks they like the hurricane heats they like the those kind of endurance events um and then there are just those people like i'm kind of the same way i was intrigued by the death race for sure because i think that's what we talked about on an earlier episode Mm -hmm. because there's just a lot of intrigue surrounding it whenever they first came out with it but yeah, I mean, props to those who finished because there was only 100 people that started and only 12 people finished. I'm not knocking anybody that likes that kind of stuff. Yeah. I I understand that, yeah, that's definitely what some people are into. I think the event is stupid. Now, <laughs> you hear the word stupid, don't think that I'm telling you that you're stupid. Understand that I don't like the event. Not that I don't think that what you did is awesome and some, you accomplished something. That's, you know, people have a hard time hearing I think that's why people get offended so easily nowadays. <laughs> they have a hard time separating a sentence because it has a single word in it. You know? But <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. But yeah, uh, I, I watched some of the hurricane heat from the stadium race and just watching like people walk around the stadium on their knees for 12 hours just doesn't, you know, that's not for me, man. Yeah. Not for me. But death race wise, these people did a, uh, what, a, like a 12 hour barbed wire crawlers yeah it was like 26 26.2 miles so a marathon's worth of a barbed wire crawl and i think it was just like multiple laps of a single loop and it yeah you had to finish like a marathon distance of a barbed wire crawl if if i'm not correct the loop was like two miles like i don't know it was something yeah it was something crazy it was like uh the, the length of you know multiple football fields like it was a ridiculous length that it was yeah but yeah so they did that and they did it for a long time but then they did a a single lap to like cut the field in half you know Mm -hmm. only and and that's another thing it's like well it's a battle of attrition but then you have this thing at the in the middle where it's like if you're not a first finisher you're out i yeah not for me man i don't enjoy very long barbed wire girls to begin with (laughs) are you glad are you glad you didn't go after i'm I'm glad i didn't go (laughs) 
I, I enjoyed watching the live videos, <laughs> but I'm glad I was not a participant. And I appreciate those that chose to participate <laughs> because yeah. it was, I, I, I had a good time watching them. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff for sure. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, we've got a giveaway that we're doing. Right. OCR Buddy is, uh, as we said earlier, is an app on your phone that has the most comprehensive database of races around. And it's like two bucks on the App Store or wherever you get it from. So not a big deal. But if you haven't gotten it yet, why not get it for free? So we've got a giveaway to give away several. not going to say exactly how many yet, but several copies of uh, of the app. So... Do you remember what it is that we're going to have people do? Yeah. So if you want a free download of the app, let us know where you're racing this weekend. Take pictures of where you're race, whatever race you're at this weekend. Be sure to tag us. You can tag OCR Buddy as well. Yeah. So whether you're running a race or you're out running, you know, training or something, wherever you're running this weekend, take a picture of yourself. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be yourself, but tag us. Say something about OCR Buddy. like. For example, I could have found this event sooner if I had OCR buddy yeah. or something like that. So it's something kind of fun to mention the app or, or whatever. Get creative with Get it. Get creative and tag us. Make sure it's public so that we can see it. And from all the people that do that, we'll have multiple apps to, to give out or codes to give out. So do that and we'll be watching the feeds this weekend to see where they come through. We'll probably be catching up with it Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. So sometime next week, we'll uh, we'll announce who those people are in the next week episode because we definitely got to record next week to talk about all about the race this weekend. Yes, battle recap. That is all I've got. That's all I've got. I think I'm going to start calling us instead of the most rated pop podcast. I'm going to look and see if it's true. But I'm going to call us the least rated podcast. <laughs> we are the zero rated, most rated podcast in OCR. And that way we can actually, you know, say that without lying. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't get reviews. And we've got three and they happen in like the first two episodes. Yeah, and that's all right. I don't, that's, that's cool. It's entertaining. If you want to leave one, we'll read it on air. That's fun. Yeah. But if we don't leave get them. Leave a really entertaining deal. one and we'll read it online on the next mm-hmm. episode. But not a big deal if we don't get it. Not any. a big deal. I'm cool with that. Yeah. It's cool. I'm having fun. Yeah. All right, Anna, you got stuff you got to go take care of. Go save some lives. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to turn on my air condition. Oh, yeah. I can't. Here. I can't forget to do that before <laughs> I leave the house. Oh, my gosh. That would be terrible. All right, check us out. Look on Instagram this weekend. We'll definitely be posting there for sure. And I plan on recording something this weekend while we're at the race. I'm oh, yeah, see. definitely. If I can if I can remember to take my phone somewhere out at some point, yeah. Absolutely. Keep an eye out on Instagram. Come say hi at the race. And don't forget to follow, listen, and talk.
Declan, you want to say hello? No. Bye.